Welcome to Raw Food. What's happening, Jay? Not a lot. Just uh, the fate of the Senate, which was already kind of decided, but now we know for certain the last remaining Senate seat has been uh, decided. And I wanted to get your rapid reaction. Uh, you just said something that was uh, very interesting. So why don't we start there? I don't even remember what I said, but praise be. So Warnock won by the skin of his asshole. I think the difference in votes was about 30,000, which I think is shameful considering that the opposing candidate was talking about werewolves in the last 72 hours rather than the issues that are impacting the citizens in the state of Georgia. It's just shameful all the way around that the Republicans thought they could just wheel out any old black guy that used to play ball and think that all black people would have been swindled. Thankfully, there was enough people with a brain to not fall for the okie doke and the fugazi nonsense that came with that candidate. And that now has given the Democrats, good or bad, the Senate majority. What say you? First and foremost, like we've been saying before, I don't even have a problem with the GOP running a articulate, educated, principled, qualified uh, candidate. And if they just for the sake of campaigning, believe that candidate needed to be black to go up against Warnock. Fine. Sure. In, Fair the, in the same vein of Thomas Sowell, Alan Keyes, Larry right. Elder, even Candace Owens is more articulate than Herschel Walker and therefore possibly more qualified. No problem with that. And there are plenty of people, black folks included, in Georgia that check every single one of those boxes. Right. The Georgia GOP decided to skip over all of those people and go with the guy who played football. Right. So was football enough? It was enough for him to win the nomination, which is still shameful, as you put it. Shameful. This guy is the embodiment of all negative stereotypes about Black people. He's the embodiment of what Republicans <laughs> in Georgia think about Black people. He's athletic. He has a history of violence. He does not take care of his kids. He has a bunch of kids by a bunch of different women. He's not principled. He paid for abortions, but he uh, wants to he wants to outlaw abortion for everyone else. He is a pathological liar. He has low character. He's all of the things that they think about us. And then they held him up and said, hey, all of you niggers, here's a role model for you. Because we <laughs> Right. And then they wheeled out Mr. Bojangles with him and his football, a guy who has admitted to having multiple personalities. He lied about graduating from college. He, he lied about being part of law enforcement. He lied about owning a franchise. He talks about werewolves and vampires. He has a poor relationship with his children. There have been substantially validated evidence that he has paid for at least two abortions. Uh, when are Christians going to start acting like one? In America, never. Because power is more important. Then we get the leaders we settle for. Yes. <laughs> the, the Christians in Georgia, especially the evangelical Christians in Georgia, would rather vote for the philandering uh, abusive, pathological liar who paid for abortions rather than the guy who is the pastor and not just any church, 
Martin Luther King's church. Mm. Hmm. Because that guy is okay with gay marriage and is okay with a woman having bodily autonomy. That's pretty much what it seems to come down to from some of the interviews that I've seen of voters in Georgia. The majority of them, it was about abortion. And that's interesting too, because you would expect if it if it was about abortion, my opinion, my understanding of Georgia is that it would have been an overwhelming victory for Walker. Right. So either I am mischaracterizing how people in Georgia think about abortion. Maybe it's not, maybe it doesn't have as much support. Maybe uh, a, an, an outright abortion ban doesn't have as much support as we think in a place like Georgia. Or Walker's flaws really weighed him down. And it wasn't actually just a centerpiece issue. Or the fact that it was a centerpiece issue took a back seat to how much of a flawed candidate Walker was. What do you think? I think there was a couple of contributing factors. I would say first and foremost, the red wave never came. And because of this runoff, it missed kind of the the um, excitement around the midterm elections, right? This is weeks out from those elections and those election results did not produce the red phenomena that was predicted. Donald Trump was not invited to campaign on Herschel Walker's behalf. Surprising because 30% of the Republican Party is still completely and totally beholden to him as the leader of the party. Uh, Additionally, I think independents and moderates tipped the scale, as well as early voting. Even though the Republicans did try to impact voting accessibility in this election. And it's important to know that runoffs in Georgia have a racist history. They they spring from Jim Crow. Please expound. Off the top of my head, because you know I, I I like to have my extensive research done before we talk about anything. But if I remember correctly, sometime in the 60s, you know what? Let me not speak on it. I'd like to actually collect my thoughts on this because it does have an interesting history. What I do remember, though, is that its roots are in Jim Crow and it had something to do with the overwhelming amount of freed Black people in the state of Georgia. And the runoffs were a way to basically say, we're not sure that these Black people really know how to vote, so we're going to make them do it twice to prove that their votes actually produce the results that they did. It's basically an insult. Why did Warnock have to run so much? The man ran about five times in the last two years. Yes. Yes. Because he was filling... What happened? He was filling someone else's seat. Right? Yes. I forget whose seat it was. But yeah, he didn't get a full term. He was was completing someone else's term. And now he's going to have a full term. Right. I will do a follow-up on it because it's important to understand the history and understand the impact of runoffs and what voter suppression looks like. So, for example, one of the things that keeps coming up under voter suppression is, is the issue around ID. Now, most of us take having a photo ID as a given, but it's actually an upper middle class and higher form of identification. Because most rural areas in the United States 
which there are more rural areas than there are city areas, those areas, overwhelmingly, people do not have photo ID. What it takes to get photo ID is a series of steps that if you are poor or working class or working poor, you don't have the means to get. First of all, the overwhelming population of people in in small towns in the South and the Appalachias tend to be people who are descendants of slaves, meaning none of their ancestors had identification because they were never legal citizens at the time. If you come from a family that doesn't necessarily have photo ID, you may have to go get the different elements needed to get one form of photo ID. So if you need a if you need a passport, you need a driver's license and a couple of other forms of ID. In order to get a driver's license, you have to have a social security number. In order to get that social security number, you need to have a copy of your original birth certificate. There are plenty of descendants of people who come from people who didn't have birth certificates. So how can you get photo ID? Now if you're going to go through those steps and actually make the effort to get the ID. Now you have to take off work because you have to go to DMV or you have to go to the social security office to get a replacement social security card. That's a day off work, that's gas money, and that's money to actually get the replacement. Upon getting the replacement, then you now need to go to the DMV, fill out the paperwork and submit the paperwork along with your original birth certificate in order to get a driver's license. These are days off from work. This is money. And in most of these rural areas, the DMV is anywhere between 20 to 45 to an hour away. Just because resources are available doesn't mean people have access to them. Yes. And in these states that are adopting such stringent voter ID laws, they're shutting down DMVs. They are cutting the hours that the DMVs are open. So even so, the process by which you would go about it is they're making it even harder. now. Right. Someone's going to drive and they need that ID anyway. So a lot of folks will just have someone drive them or whatever. The point is, it's unnecessarily difficult. Whereas in other states like California, if you don't have a driver's license, you can at least get a, a an official state ID. Yes. At, and they make it a lot easier to get it. Yes. Because they actually want you to have one. So right. Buy online. You can submit your forms online. It's a lot more difficult in places like Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, et cetera. Right. I mean, you're talking about some of the poorest counties in the United States with Mississippi hosting the county with the poorest people in it. And when we talk about the poorest people in the United States, we're talking about generational poverty. We're talking about three, four generations of people who have never made more than the the lowest amount for working poor or welfare recipient candidates. We're talking about those amongst us that really are the poorest amongst us, which is what made what Brett Farr did so wrong. And again, if we're going to be burning Kyrie Irving at the stake and Kanye West at the stake, I'm wondering why we don't have that same fervor from somebody who stole millions of dollars from the poorest people in the United States outside of the Native American community. Shame on us. We get the leaders we settle for, so don't complain. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, Brett Favre should not only be in jail, he should be under the jail. And it is amazing how fast the media has moved on from discussing Brett Favre. It is... 
disappointing that not even sports media is covering what's covering everything he's done and, and all the other people that he was in cahoots with. Yes. Only hope that the news cycle will spin back up when criminal charges or a grand jury, when something happens, uh, because particularly with Mississippi and not getting off topic, but just wanted to point out, you know, there are some folks that are more mad about Deion Sanders leaving Jackson state than right. Brett Favre and what Brett Favre did. Uh, and, and also just, are upset with Kyrie Irving for posting the link than for Jeff Bezos for hosting that movie and the producers on his streaming service. Well, I, I agree with Jeff Bezos leaving the hosting the movie because I believe you should still be able to buy it. I believe you should be able to buy a copy of Mein Kampf on Amazon or whatever. I don't believe in that level of censorship. If for nothing more than someone doing research on hate speech. Right. Agreed. I don't think we should be censoring any any human thoughts. I think we as a society should be coming up with our own moral code as we evolve into better beings based on the presumption that when we know better, we do better. But perhaps we don't. Right. Right. But uh, yeah, people people were very, very upset. Also, I think Kyrie just kind of teased it out a bit in terms of just doubling down. But we we could do a whole podcast on so Kyrie Kanye, and Kanye. They say the same thing about Kanye. Because he's not, Kanye is not crazy. And I wish we'd stop saying he's crazy. Mental illness has nothing to do with saying racist shit. That is a good point. He has told everyone that he is bipolar, though. And he also he said that he doesn't take his meds. He could say whatever he wants. I mean, isn't that part of the marketing? I mean, every time he says something, everybody's on his nutsack. So isn't it part of the marketing? I mean, to your point, you always call him a Kardashian. Just because he says something, don't make it so. It just generates conversation. Yeah. It generates has he, has he actually been diagnosed by a medical professional as being bipolar? I don't know, but he has yeah. definitely told people, he has publicly stated multiple times that he is bipolar. And he's also publicly stated multiple times that he, you know, does not really take uh, the the meds that have been prescribed or recommended to him. Um, but let's, let's get back to, to the Senate because where does this actually leave the United States Senate for the upcoming Congress? Well, this leaves them in a better spot than they thought, because again, you know, people thought that there was going to be this red wave and that the Democrats were going to get blown out. I guess they underestimated the fact that women care about their autonomy and the economy. And most of the election deniers were voted out. Most, not all. Marjorie Green retained her spot. Uh, Boebert retained her spot and a handful of other ones. But for the most part, most of the candidates that Trump endorsed or who were election deniers did not win their seats. I think that's hopeful. Let's at least work with people who are rational, regardless of which side of the political aisle you're on. What say you? So this leaves us technically, technically, 49 Democrats and 49 Republicans with two seats held by independent senators who caucus with the Democrats. So think of folks like Bernie Sanders. So this means that the Democrats Technically, we're already going to hold control of the Senate by nature of Kamala Harris having the tiebreaker. But now right. they've picked up one more seat. Yes. So you won't need Kamala Harris as a tiebreaker. However, this is far from a filibuster-proof majority. So you still need nine 
Republican senators to vote for anything that cannot be passed with budget reconciliation. Also, we will probably have very divided government because the Republicans have won the House. Right. Fair enough. Fair assessment. Yeah, 221 to 213. So the the Democrats lost nine seats. GOP gained those nine in the House. So it's going to be very similar to Obama's, uh, the latter the latter two years of Obama's uh, first term. Actually, no. No. Well, somewhat. Okay, somewhat. Because Obama got shellacked in 2010. But the point I'm making is the House was uh, was run by the Republicans and the Senate was still maintained by the Democrats who had a very, very uh, small lead after the, t- the 2010 midterms. These midterms, nowhere near the Tea Party red wave that we saw in 2010. But still divided government. That's the point I'm making. Well, then if it were and then we should be voting out people who don't know how to work with people across the aisle. The whole point of getting elected into the role is because you said you can accomplish things, then accomplish them. Don't get into the role and suddenly say, I can't do anything because they won't agree with me. Well, you ran for office saying you'd be able to do that. So do it. And if you people can't, then we should vote all of them out, Democrat, Republican alike. Bye. Let's find people who can c- communicate. Absolutely agree with that. But I think that your assessment of people actually running on the idea of accomplishing anything, I think that's what we aspire to. I think a lot of folks don't actually run on that at all anymore. I think a lot of them, particularly uh, Republicans running in deep red districts, just run on culture war. Elect me so that I can go be a culture war soldier for you. Something, something, Jesus. Something, something, the the gay agenda. Something, something, godless liberals hate America. You know, it's the same talking points over and over and over again. They rely on these things because they don't actually have anything to offer people. And some prominent Republicans who are more libertarian than conservatives or evangelicals, people like Peter Thiel, actually criticized the GOP for not having anything positive to offer. Mm -hmm. They're just the party of no. Policy. What's the policies? What are people going to do when they get into their roles at this point? Other than hating the other side, what are their policies? Something, something, critical race theory, something, something, Sharia law, something, something, Hunter Biden's laptop. The guy who wasn't president. Okay, got it. Okay, got it. Yeah, something, something, make America great again. Right, with a well-known, substantiated substance abuse issue. That's where we're going to put our focus. Yeah, they don't have anything to offer. Hunter's by Hunter Biden's laptop, critical race theory. Those are the only things they're running on, even though there's not a whole lot you at the Senate or or the House can do about that. You can investigate Hunter Biden. But if there was anything there with Hunter Biden's laptop, y'all would have found it by now, because didn't Rudy Giuliani say that he had the laptop in his possession? Why isn't Rudy Giuliani in jail yet? That's a very good question. That's a very good question. Why isn't Has Trump in jail yet? He's not well, going to jail. Protected by the fact that what they've gone after are his businesses. Yes. His CFO is going to spend five months in jail. Right. They've gone after the businesses. And legally, that's appropriate. There is a distinction between you, the being, and you, the entity or subsidiary of the United States. And you separate yourself by becoming a business. 
Yes, but if you are still a director of that business, you are potentially legally culpable. Then you're criminally negligent as well. Right. So that's why the CFO is still going to jail for tax uh, for tax fraud and other things. But Trump isn't because Trump completely divested personally from the Trump organization, even though many people in his family still run it, still are in control, and he still benefits from it. He's he's not he can say legally, I don't control this thing. My CFO does. So I'm not responsible for all this tax fraud. I also think there was a maybe a sweetheart understanding of just like, hey, you're going to take the fall for this and we're going to take care of you. I don't want me or any of my my family members getting blamed for this. You're going to take responsibility for all of this stuff. I do not think anything is going to happen to Trump. And I think the reason it won't happen is because of the position he once held as president. The protection he's getting, it's not for him personally. It's for the position he held. They don't want any president to be able to be criminally charged. I hope you're wrong, but I worry you're right. We will see what happens with the charges that are hopefully coming for what he did with classified information. I was hoping they'd get him on tax fraud, but his ass is not going to go to jail for that, unfortunately. But what he did with that classified information is fucking illegal. And any member of the military or member of the State Department who did what Trump did would be in front of a military tribunal or at a CIA black site being interrogated for possibly being a spy for having that amount of classified information at your personal residence without any clearances at all, clearances, approvals, et cetera. Good luck, Earth, on this episode of Raw Food. <laughs>